If you're interested in sponsoring How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. As always, you can check us out on the web at osipfoundation.org. Our email address is podcast at osipfoundation.org. And social media is facebook.com slash osipfoundation and Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation hashtag how you play the game. We've got a very special episode for you that's actually been partitioned into three different episodes, and you're getting the first one right now. We sat down in a uh, group setting to discuss sportsmanship and the music business. So this first episode is the first part of our conversation about sportsmanship and music education. You're going to hear discussions on topics such as private lessons, ensembles, uh, teaching in a collegiate environment, the relationships that teachers have with students and parents, as well as auditions and things like that. So we, we hope that you enjoy this very first of three special episodes on sportsmanship and the music business. Please remember, these episodes are considered for mature audiences only. There is some language and some mature discussion. Coming to you live, and by live I mean pre-recorded, at an undisclosed location, commonly known as the back room here at Pizzeria Uno here in Hamilton, New Jersey. Welcome to a very special episode of How You Play the Game. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. We have got the four horsemen of the apocalypse here. It is, maybe it's not that dark, but... It is a uh, very special episode as I am joined by three fantastic people going from uh, right to left as I'm looking at it. First, the uh, the vice president of uh, the OSA Foundation, Mr. Sean Goff. Welcome back. Thank you. It's my honor. Directly across from me, the president. And by president, I mean chairman because I'm the president. <laughs> the, the chairperson of the board and our producer engineer, as always, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, howdy. Howdy ho. Howdy ho. Howdy ho, neighbor. And to my left, the co-creator of the theme song to How You Play the Game, Mr. Philip Vasta. Hey, guys. Did I say that right? <laughs> Was, is, is your last name supposed to be that elongated? Um, well, I don't know about the elongation, but... Um, That's also but the title of my upcoming autobiography. I don't know about the elongation. What? <laughs> 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 I don't know well, how it happens. See, see, well, so my little brother's name is Mario, and we always say Mario. I say my last name Vasta, but it probably really is like a, like an Italian. Yeah, if you went to Italy, yeah, yeah, Mario. I'm surprised that uh, you're not Luigi then. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. No, of course not. No, I'm a terrible human being. This podcast is rated M for mature, by the way, and yeah. by M I really mean immature. Immature. Yeah. <laughs> So we have gathered here at Uno as we await our food and are uh, partaking in some uh, adult beverages as we get to li- get a little uh, liquid courage inside of us. No, we're not going looking for hookers. Um, we are. We're here to talk about sportsmanship and the music business. Now, all four of us here, in addition to 
obviously being uh, interested in sports. We are all professional musicians. We all have a background in music. We all have degrees in music. Um, we all do this for a living, basically. And uh, you guys, Phil and uh, Sean Ryan, had the uh, fantastic idea of doing an episode about uh, what we have encountered in our uh, trails mm-hmm. as, as professional musicians, where we can talk a little bit about the sportsmanship of the business and uh, just kind of see where it goes. So we put this whole thing together to uh, kind of just you know reminisce about good times and uh, let it kind of go off the rails a little bit and hopefully... Oh, and bad times. Oh, and bad times, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but I, think that, I think that people who listen to this will kind of get a... Uh, a sense like they're here at the table with us in a uh, in a you know like a late night session just around the around the, the table with a couple of drinks just sharing stories kind of a thing and mm-hmm. uh, we uh, we can talk about this stuff and maybe make some uh, make some progress as we yes. reminisce about uh, some of the things that we have experienced yeah so um, why don't we get this party started now Sean and Phil you guys have uh, taken the time to kind of look at some of the different topics that we can look at. Right. Why don't you throw a topic at us and let's see where it goes. Okay, well, there are four, we came up with four aspects to all of this. Okay. One is the education side of music, the business side of music, the professional side of music, and the cultural side of music. Okay. And the one thing that we found, and I don't know if you guys agree, is that Music has lost, according to society, we feel that music has become sort of devalued um, across all four of those disciplines. Um, you know, I, we're, we all taught at some point. I think we should start with that. With teaching, sure. With education, sure. Um, because I'm sure we all have stories um, about experiences that we've had um so why don't we just go around and see what comes see out what of comes out of that i'm gonna throw one at you right from the get-go i think we can all relate to this one and i know sean you can with me all mm-hmm. we talk about this all the time you guys phil and the other sean uh-huh. probably have experienced <laughs> this as well so we teach privately right yep we have you know kind of our own studios where we work one-on-one with kids, uh, with students. Actually, regardless of age, it can be it can be adult students, it can be college-age students, it can be young students. Um, they all have some sort of reason for coming in, but they don't realize, especially, and the parents don't realize what kind of a commitment yes. it is to be studying music, especially yeah. on a one-on-one basis. Um, Parents don't realize that you know you can't just sign up for X number of lessons and expect a kid to be a professional by the end of that. Right. And you also can't expect there to be a massive number of breaks in between those lessons and to get the same results. I mean, like it's it's the the best way I can describe it is it's the equivalent of going to a gym and lifting weights and working a muscle mm-hmm. in that. You have to go to that gym two to three times a week and do those exercises and eventually turn up the the weights a little bit each time and watch the strength increase in that muscle. And then if you stop going to the gym for a couple of weeks, 
that muscle is going to not be as toned, not be as yeah. strong, and then you kind of mm-hmm. have to you're going to have to start not all the way from the beginning, but you know you've you've kicked yourself down a couple of levels, right? You know, so I mean, w- before you go any further, right. I think it's important for us to equate what sportsmanship means in this situation. Sure. Um, you know, the first thing I think of is, you know, you have a relationship with the student and with the parent and you're it's it's a team really and you're it's a it's a three-way process i know what you and mean, as you look at me funny it's it's this you podcast know, is rated m for mature or immature or immature and it's you know you're in constant communication with both parties right and if one party sort of let's say reneges on the contract or are you reneging? Are you reneging? I, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I saw the Seinfeld reference. Yeah. But reneges on the contract, they've committed an act of bad sportsmanship. That's fair. Or if hmm. a student doesn't, you know, if a student lies to you about practicing, well, they're committing hmm. an act of bad sportsmanship because they're only really hurting themselves. Absolutely. Right, right. They're yeah. deluding yeah. themselves. Our, our lovely server Marie is here with our food as we're going to uh, chow down while we continue to eat. The food is definitely not poison. It's not. <laughs> Oh, that's well, going on the mix. Wow, that's good. <laughs> we, you know we are recording, right? Yeah. So that's fine. That's fine. When you end up when you end up in in prison, it'll be fine. Yeah. Here, I'll pass the salad without the lettuce down. Thank you. Oh, you're a saint. I know. <laughs> I'll hand that down. Oh, my extra honey mustard. Sweet Jesus. Is he sweet? Like caramel? He's not sour. Okay. <laughs> sure. Like, yes, we just need silverware and napkins. Lots of napkins and enough silverware. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, the oatmeal, raisin, cookie, something. Oh, that sounds good. It is good. Yeah, you have that? You've had it? You like that? Yeah, I like that. I, I absolutely like that. <laughs> so, getting back to what you were saying, Sean, you could you could edit this out if you want. Yeah, but, yeah I think we yeah. should edit this. But anyway, <laughs> you, you raise a very good point. Like, I, I'm, I'm a reasonable person, I like to think. You know, if a, I, I tell my students straight up, listen, sometimes... Sometimes stuff gets in the way, and you can't practice that way. It happens to everybody. Right. It yep. happens to professionals. And if you if you can't make a lesson because of that, you know, for all intents and purposes, I understand. You know, I I'm, I mean, I don't I, I know that you know we we value our time, we value our you know our our contracts. You know, we we, we can hold people accountable for that. You know, in whatever case it may be, but. Um, you know, in a, in a vacuum, it's like, hey, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. it's more about when people look at you. Thank you. Hear. Thank you very much. That is a lot of napkins. We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's when it's when people uh, don't respect that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it gets it gets crazy. Sean, why don't things kind of fall through the cracks? Sean, why don't you tell us a story or two? Sure. About uh, about that. Here we go. Um, where do I begin? Uh, I guess the one of the first experiences I've had teaching in-home lessons. I go to uh, thank you. I go to uh, 
this person's house. And uh, I have a mild allergy to dogs. And um, I get to the house and I hear two border collies or two dogs barking. I don't know. Them. You, you, I don't. Yeah, I have ESP. I just know they're border collies. <laughs> I have ESPN, so I get but, it. <laughs> but so I go in and uh, these two border collies just start rushing me. And I'm like, all right, well. They so didn't I, know. I, well, I said, to the, I said to the mother, I said, look, before we begin, I just thought I should let you know that I'm kind of allergic to dogs. And would it be possible to, and I'm an animal lover. I love animals. I have a cat, you know. So, and, and it's like, would you mind maybe putting the dogs outside? It was a nice day. And the mother literally said, well, actually, I do mind. <laughs> I do mind. They like to kind of roam, roam, roam around the house and, you know, feel at home because there are pets. I'm like, okay, I understand that, but maybe let's put them in a different room that's, or cordon off the, the, le- the room where the lesson is going to happen. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, see, we can't do that. They like to run around. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I mean... I'm going to just come out and say it. I, I, I may have to stop every f- five minutes or so to go outside and blow my nose or, you know, cough to, you know, because <laughs> I'm allergic to dogs. Right. right. And the mother just said, don't patronize me. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I was being sarcastic. I'm like, well, no, I'm being serious. That's I'm why actually I asked allergic. You. Right. I'm actually <laughs> allergic to dogs. And... This may hinder the the the, the, the progress that we're going to make with with your child. So I stayed there for 15 minutes, and I'm like, "Look, I know we said 45, but I got to go. I can't I can't be here." And she's like, "Well, we're not paying for the lesson then." I'm like, "Well, you kind of are because you made this commitment. You signed this contract, and you're going to honor that commitment." And she eventually got got around to paying, rolling her eyes and everything. Right. I'm sure the um, biggest deal was made possible to make you feel like you did something wrong. Right. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not looking to impede or impose on any way, but huh. it affects my job. If I'm hacking and coughing and sneezing during the lesson, I can't adequately, thank you, express... You know what my intentions are. What what your daughter needs to do to improve. Well, they you know? would expect the same if if they were allergic to an animal, and they had to be in somebody's home like on a regular basis. Right. They would yeah. expect a, absolutely the same yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. So. Like I'm a you know, and that's the thing that parents forget is you're a guest in their house. Right. Even though it's a contract, you're still a guest. Right. You're still you're you you know I I'm as polite as can be. I ask should I take my shoes off. You know, and you know, I, I, I make every necessary precaution and, and and mannerism to 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 seem that I'm receptive of their welcoming. But this just went too far, and and I had to go. I had to leave early. Um, another incident that I'll touch upon briefly. I had a music theory student um, back when I was still living up in Pompton Lakes, um, and. We signed up um, lesson to lesson, 
and the mother gave me her daughter's contact information. I think I told you about this. Mm. I, and I told you about this too. I don't think you know about it. So she, and she just, she just turned 18. So I'm like, okay, well, she's technically of age, so I can communicate to her about scheduling and money and everything, you know, mm. pertinent and clerical. And um, after a while, and the mother would always leave the check on the on the, the bureau by the door, the front door, before I left. Well, one day she didn't leave it. She forgot to. She's like, oh, and the daughter's like, oh, you know, my mom didn't leave the check. Can we pay you next week? And I'm like, you know what? Just this time, I'll let it slide. This was before I became smart about these things. <laughs> well, you're trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. So the next week goes by, still no check. So I'm like, well, you know what? You owe me $150 now because it's three, been three weeks. Fourth time, no check. So now it's 200 Yeah, that's crazy. Right? So I call. I kept texting the, the 18-year-old daughter saying, hey, look, just so you know, I do need to be paid. And the mother calls me and leaves a nasty vo voicemail saying, don't, don't talk to my daughter anymore. Don't talk to her about money. Talk to me. And I respond to her. I'm like, uh, you, gave you me specifically her told me to talk to her about scheduling and money. And she still wouldn't pay me. So I had a friend of mine whose father knew an attorney. And I had him draft like a template letter and sent it to their residence. Like you need to you need to pay up before legal issues Small ensue. Small court comes around, right? Yeah. And they check yep. in a couple days. Got it in the mail. Did they ever say why they weren't paying? Because nope. the whole issue could have been avoided nope. if they were. No, no communication on that regard, and it was the the res the issue was resolved, and it's sad that it has to take a legal like a letter from a legal counsel right to absolve this to 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 solve the problem and that's you know i don't know what the cause was of this parent not paying whether it was negligence i doubt it was negligence if it was three times in a row yeah if it happens once fine. Anyone, anyone can make a mistake right yeah but three times i don't think so well four times technically but it just it just goes to show you that people don't consider other people's feelings they don't consider other people's profession i'm driving to you as a professional to give you private lessons in your home one-to-one -one. i'm a degreed professional and you don't have the decency to at least acknowledge the fact that you forgot to pay well, it's right. the ultimate example of you saying music being devalued, right? Because exactly. you would never and do that to a plumber. You'd never do that yeah. to an electrician. Exactly. Oh, I don't have or money. Or a lawyer <laughs> or a doctor. Right. Or oh, I can't pay you. <laughs> right. You'd never do that. Yeah. I got a good one for you. Yeah. So I had a student, semi-recently. So the parent contacts me interested in, in lessons. And... So I, I sent her an email back and I said, okay, so here's, here's the deal. You know, I, I come to you, here's my cost. Um, you know, here's, here's how much I, uh, I charge. Here, here, you know, every stipulation with the contract, you know. So 
um, you know, the payment schedule. I, I, I don't even have to bore you with that. And your contract is pretty. I got like a six-page contract. It's pretty. Okay. Oh, wow. You should see yeah. it. I'll show yeah. it to you. It's a, it's something. I borrowed some stuff from it. You can borrow whatever you want, man. You just change the name. Make like you were, you know? No, I'm, I'm Jack Furlong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, it's like, been this way all this time. It's like when you copy off of me, you know, for a math test, you know? Just, just make it look like you did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, There's sportsmanship, kids. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the chairman of the board, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so I don't hear from her after that email. It goes, it, like, it's like a summer goes by. And then she emails me again after the school year starts. Says now I'm really trying. I'm now I'm really serious about getting the kid involved. But oh, all right, fine. You know, well, well, everything is still stands and whatnot. So I go over. I, I, I meet her and her, her son, and you know, kind of get the particulars and whatnot, and figure out where we stand with everything, and you know, clearly state. Look. Um, you know, you, it, it, it is at your discretion to schedule lessons. I don't chase my students, okay? <laughs> you pay for the equivalent of 12 half-hour lessons up front, and then it's on you to schedule them. You have till the end of the calendar year. You know, whatever, you know. He's got a good system. Just, just whatever whatever works for you. I'll, I'll work with you. I'll tell you when if I'm, when, if I'm available or not. I'm not, you know. Can you I'm, just... Just really quickly brush us up on what exactly your lesson so schedule is. So basically, I say this. I say, you're going to pay me X amount of dollars, and that's going to get you the equivalent of 12 half-hour lessons. Or, or six-hour lessons, or eight half-hour lessons. Mm, all yeah. the time adds up in minutes, yeah. okay? It's all the same. Or eight, eight 45-minute yeah. lessons, six-hour lessons, 12 half-hour lessons. Yeah. It's all the exact same, Yeah. okay? It's all the same fee. You you get to choose how you want them, okay? You want you know you want twelve half hour lessons, fine. You want a half hour lesson, then you want an hour lesson that takes up three half hour lessons. That's cool too. I'll I'm not you know I, I'm I'm here to work with you, you right. know. Um, but it's on you to schedule them. I'm not chasing you. And further, you have until the end of the calendar year to use these, okay? Once the calendar changes, you, you everything expires. There's no refunds. There's no refunds. Period. Once right. you give me the money, right. there's no re- and that's in yep. the contract. Yep. Okay, no, no, no refunds, and and everything expires on January first. Period. The only way I don't let it expire on January first is if the student has had I think at least two contracted lessons between Thanksgiving and, and the end of the year because that's kind of the, that fail safe to say. Okay, the kid is serious. It's the holiday season. You know, everyone has a, has a scheduling issue from time to time. And I'll give you till January 31st at that point to kind of just, you know, if you've got like one or two straggling lessons, I'll give you that. I'm not, I'm not a jerk about that, okay? So I go over there for like the first lesson. I tell the kid what to practice. You know, I tell, I tell him what I think we can work on and, you know, kind of set everything up. Well, then a couple of weeks go by. And the mom goes, uh, where are you? I'm like, well, you need to schedule the lesson with me, okay? Because the mom would stop being at home and basically leave the kid with the nanny who, who you know, speaks broken English and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not about to schedule this this. 12-year-old's saxophone lessons with the 12-year-old or with the nanny. Right. You know? I, you I, need to communicate with the parent. I need a parent. 
or a legal guardian, whatever, right. okay? And I basically just tell the kid, look, have your mom contact me, have her email me, whatever, you know, whatever's most convenient, and I'll, sure. I'll work it out. Well, if she's not emailing me, I'm not coming over. And if right. I'm not coming over, you're not getting better. Right. Okay? So what made it worse was that we would go weeks in between lessons sometimes, and the kid would not get better, and he would think that he was, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Oh, boy, that's that's. And then, the, the, don't you hate that? The, 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 what topped it all off was, um, the kid basically said something to me that was the equivalent of, "You work for me." Oh my god! Oh. Really? You know, like and how he, old is he? The kid was twelve, basically. Yeah. Not yeah, even in high forget school. Forget that. I That's... was like, I work for you. So where did he learn that from? Yeah, you right. don't. You don't. Yeah, you know right. exactly. I, I didn't say anything to him. I said it to the parent later in a very nice way. I said, "Listen, not for nothing, but your kid said something to me the other day that was the equivalent of you work for me." And yes, I am an independent contractor. Yes, you are contracting me to to come over and provide provide lessons, okay? It's the same thing as if you contract a plumber to come over or a landscaper to come over, okay? Do I work for you technically? Yeah, I do. But the teacher-student relationship is one where there needs to be that mutual respect, uh -huh. okay? And there goes, and that's the sportsmanship. Exactly. Right? That's there the team. Is. You need to yep. respect me the same way that you would respect a teacher or a principal mm -hmm. in a public school. I am a teacher. Principal, a police officer, whatever. I don't care, you know? Um, yeah. And and as soon as I said that, you know, and in the nice way possible, saying, listen, I just, I just, if you want lessons to continue, I just need your kid to understand that that's not going to fly. Never heard from him again. Huh. Wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm not losing sleep over this. Because this kid constantly was such a pain to teach, and I'm not going to be treated that way. You know? You know, it's interesting because you added a stipulation in your contract. Yes, because of that. I and, it, and it's funny because our contracts are molded over time right. based on experiences. Yeah. You know, I have a clause in my contract that says if you discontinue before three months of lessons, you have to pay for eight lessons. You have to let me know eight lessons in advance. If it's after three months, you have to give me four lessons before I before I stop. And the reason is because it's a security for me. Right. Because right. you lose a lot of money when yeah. you lose just one student. Yeah. And yeah. especially if they're an hour long lesson. Oh yeah. That forget it. Yeah. I mean you know it's 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 sad. Um, because like I said, yes, it's a business. Yes, it's a contract. Yeah, you know, I, I get all of that. But this isn't the this isn't the equivalent of I'm going to come over and fix the pipe that's broken. This is this 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 person, regardless of the age, regardless of the level, is trying to get better at this yeah, you're, musical you're trade. An expert that's teaching the individual right. something. Right. Exactly. So you need to respect me, and I will give you what I can to do that. And if you're not going to respect that, then I don't have the time for this. I'm not right. going to be treated this way. I'm right. not a slave. I'm not, you know, I'm not an expendable <laughs> commodity, you know? Sean, what about you when it comes to, um, like, collegiate students? Like, do you have, you, have you, do you have anything like this at the collegiate level? Uh, they usually weed themselves out, honestly. Really? Yeah. Can you tell us, give us any examples of, like, a kid who just weeded himself or herself out? <laughs> well... I mean, I'm not going to give you names. But I didn't, not, <laughs> no, 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 no names. 
No, I think what it is, you know, sometimes the younger you are, the more you try to pull the wool over people's eyes. But the older you get, it's very hard to fake it when it's one-on-one. Right. <laughs> I can tell when you haven't done the work. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, when you're in college and you're spending money, you're already spending all that money on tuition. Like, right. you're not going to waste more money on a lesson you're not improving yeah. from. So, mm. I have to say, I don't have a lot of horror stories. That could just be me personally, but That's good. it seems like it usually works itself out at that level. Mm-hmm. You have a couple stories, right? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've had, well, you're on your second you beer. You want to... <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you want me to tell the story about uh, my, my guitar teacher? That's actually the gigging part of it. Oh, okay. Right? I'll, I'll, um, I'll wait to tell that. Okay. I mean, we should move on to that. Um, you know, we have another section of this beyond education, the professional end of it, um, which entails gigging, which I'm sure we all have stories, you guys especially. <laughs> um, but I think we should start. Should we start with the uh, your guitar teacher? Well, let me let me before we get to that. Let me chew my pretzel here. <laughs> <laughs> let me chew my pretzel is also the name of my upcoming autobiography. I'm gonna I'm you gonna turn this up so I can I hear your lie. chewing, <laughs> just like a Tim and Eric episode. <laughs> um, so I may be different than you guys in that my my music lessons have always been pretty small time. Um, so, to my regret, well, sort of regret, I haven't had a contract. Mm. Because it started out as friends, and it's pretty much stayed sort of friends and friends of friends. Like Word of mouth, know. right? Yeah. yeah. Which I understand is probably how a lot of it happens anyway, but... That's um, still the best way yeah, well, yeah, for lessons yeah. to happen, for to get more business, is but, word of mouth. But the problem is that is that when it is people that you kind of know, like on a personal level, without never do business with friends thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like not that I've had it. I haven't had any really horrible experiences, but um, but there's it's not just the level of not respecting the music, but it's. It's like the familiarity mm. creates this. Even if even if you're trying to treat it professionally, it still kind of makes its way into the relationship. They're not serious about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think since um, you're also going to their home and you're, you know, it, yeah. you're like the aspect that you're a guest in their house. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, and you might be there anyway, just hanging out. Yeah, but, right. Oh, we I, happen to have a lesson. And it's yeah, like, oh. and that is, and that is kind of, um, in in a couple of cases over the over the years, that really has been has become the um, the kind of the spirit of the lesson, and, mm. and so in a way, it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, I mean it. it and it's nice. I mean, like, it, there's a nice aspect to it, but I will say that, like, 
Jack, like listening to you talk about your contract, then I've heard you talk about yours, Sean. <laughs> Sean Ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> um, I think your contract is very long, according yeah. to Chappelle. Well, no, it's not. Yours is longer. Mine is like six pages. Yeah, uh, mine's two now. Oh. oh well, it's gone from one to world. two. I am. So. And yours, I, you, neither of us is double spaced, I don't think. No, mine's not. Times wow. New Roman, 12 oh. point font. No, I'm not doing Times New Roman. <laughs> Avenir next. Yeah, Let's get in the game here. We're talking about fonts. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is an exciting podcast. Oh my God, fonts. Helvetica. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Serif or sans serif? <laughs> Too bad. Um, so, yeah, that's that's been kind of. Uh, um, Oh, I don't. I don't want to get too too into the weeds here with with this, but um, you know, te- I work in a public school, and so my my lessons are outside of that. Right. And I don't work in a school as a as a music teacher. Um, so, although I will be honest, I'm 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 probably going to be gearing up to get more to get more students and I'm going to try to not have them be like friends of friends just more just regular advertising um, but anyway my point in saying that was that it's interesting hearing you talking about your contract and and how it sort of morphs over time over you know for from what experiences you've had because uh, it's it can be a little intimidating to put together a contract and oh, then absolutely. and then put and then kind of have that line that you're you're kind of like going to bring about some confrontation at some point. You know, you're mm-hmm. inevitably going to meet. You're you're going to come to that point. Yeah. yeah. Unless the, unless the person is very understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I I have a student now whose parents are in. You know, very similar trade business. Mm-hmm. And when I showed them my my six page contract, they were like, "This is this is nothing. Where do oh, I sign? Really? I'll sign everywhere because oh. they they're in the same type of business and they don't want people screwing. Around. They wouldn't do that to other people. You know, they wouldn't want people to do that to them because your reputation's on the exactly. line. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that I've noticed too that I feel like the more wealthy your client. The worst they're gonna treat you. Yeah, not to not to not to blow everyone in a you no, know the right. same boat, but like if you have exorbitant amounts of money, but you're still stingy about you're still stingy about lessons, but you have to have that ten day cruise in the Bahamas. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you have to have those four Volvos in the drive. You know what? You know, what? I'm gonna take it one step further. I know this kind of leaves the music business per se, but it's in education. My mother tells me these stories all the time. All right, she works in a public school as a paraprofessional. These parents these days are taking kids out of school regardless of when because they've scheduled these vacations and they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care that the kid is going to miss three weeks of, of school. Yeah. All right, because because the, they're going to Key West and or the Bahamas or something, and Isn't that's that where insane? they're going. I would never have done that. That, that would have <laughs> never, that would have never been cool in our day. I know I sound like an old fart when I say this stuff, but in our oh, yeah. day, it was never that way. I mean, okay, 
uh, you might miss one day of school right before Christmas break. You know, if you get a week uh-huh. off for Christmas and you guys are flying out the day before break starts. Okay, that's... And that's, you're that's, usually not doing anything anyway. Exactly, exactly, you know. Um, to give you another uh, similar example, in our district here, parents have complained enough because... They don't know when spring break is each year, so they, the district had to come in and say, fine, spring break will be the first week in April every single year. So no, you can plan your vacation. So you can plan your vacations. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter when Easter is. It doesn't matter when the holidays are. That's what it's going to be. And people still are upset with that. You know, I want to be like, you know, here's an idea. Um, Easter is pretty well easy to figure out when it is each year. So you as a district could say, it's always going to be the week before Easter, or it's always going to be the week after Easter. No questions asked. Now you know when it is. Regardless of when it's going to be, you know when it's going to be. Schedule it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how is this so difficult? I got another story. Oh, I love these stories. So when I was teaching up in Wayne... Private. We went back one. to the teaching side, by the way. I'm sorry. That's yeah, okay. we can. Regress. You know what? We're going to be here forever. I think we never really We're, left the teaching side. Let me, tell you, yeah. let me tell you. So <laughs> I was, so I was teaching this kid in Wayne. Nice, really nice kid. Was his really name nice Wayne? family. <laughs> name's not Wayne. <laughs> not, no names. Wayne. Um, so the. Um, the parent called. The parent called me and said, "The day of the lesson, said, you know, and my contract at the time was fell in line with this. Um, you know, my child's not feeling that well. Can we reschedule? Oh, this story. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> love this one. So yeah. Yeah. So um, I said, yeah, sure, that's fine. You know. Well, that's another aspect of sportsmanship and courtesy is letting you know when your kid is sick like so, I don't want to get sick right right you know? exactly so so mm-hmm. so they they told me the day of and normally my the contract that my at that time said you have to pay for the fee if it's the same day if it's less than 24 hours but I let it slide because oh they're sick I don't want right. to you know I don't want to be involved in that right so I go to the movies later and guess who I see at the movies? <laughs> the family that said their child was sick. Oh. All of them at the movies. Three hours later. That's crazy. So I said, so I, I you know what? I walked up to them. I said, <laughs> oh boy. hey, how's it going? Um, how's little how are you feeling? Miraculous yeah. recovery. Huh? Yeah. I, you feeling better? And the mother was like, oh, yeah, we gave her some Tylenol extra strength and... <laughs> She's she's doing better now. And we're yeah. not getting paid by Tylenol to say she this. was complete. She was completely fine. It wasn't red in the face. wasn't runny nose. Nothing. She was fine. She was running around. Yeah. You know, between those little you know railings where you stand to get tickets. Well, that's what extra strength and, does. And, and, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I said, I, I said, okay, so I, I guess I'll be expecting that same day cancellation fee. So well, what do you mean? I'm like. You canceled the day of. Well, my child is sick. I'm like, I don't. I don't think it works I'm, that I'm, way. I'm sorry, but if you go to the movies, you know, three hours after the scheduled lesson. I think it was even. Bef- it was actually may have been two hours less than that. I just need to check where Larry David is because I believe you may. Be I, may I, I, I don't know. Been, you know what? It's no. You're right. But how sick is that? Yeah, yeah. No you are intended. lying. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But you're lying about. You're lying. <laughs> wait. Wait. Yeah. 
You're lying about yeah. your child being sick to get out of a same-day cancellation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. That's the lowest. Just own up to it. You're responsible. You forgot. Or you Just own up. You forgot. Yeah. Just well, own up that you forgot or, that yeah. you had a lesson. They didn't expect to see you, but they saw you. Yeah. So, yep. I guess and the I mother pay that. even the mother even gave me a look like, oh, let's let's go. And I before she <laughs> could go anywhere, I approached them. Yeah. She knew she was in the wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. She knew it. And it just goes to show you that rather than be up front, they lied about their child's health. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean that's if you look beyond the music lesson, it's not about the music. Right, then that's why we're talking point. about this. Yeah. This is this is it's disgusting. Yeah. So I did call him out on it and I did wind up getting paid. Good. Um, but I still stopped with them because I in my I couldn't in moral my moral conscience couldn't continue. Right. Yeah. I said, look, I'm sorry. I mean I I was moving anyway, but I wasn't moving for another six months. But I <laughs> so I lied to them. Close <laughs> but I couldn't in good conscience continue doing business with someone who was just gonna lying about their lie. child like that. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. So I got out of there. I had to. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I mean, you. it's not about the money. It's it's about the environment. It's about... Because what are you teaching your kid? Right. Right? Like, even the kid was like, oh, I'm not sick. <laughs> like, they, you know, like... And they're they're smart. They they tell the truth because they don't know how to lie. Right. Unless someone teaches them. And sadly. And they do. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's, that's another aspect to this. I, I feel like... All right, this this is semi-related, but I've had situations where, so I I have in my contract where I say, if I show up to your house and nobody's home, I wait 15 minutes, okay? Um, Past the start. I have that in mind too. Past the start time. So like, if I show up early, I'll still give you the 15. You know, if I show up at 5:50 for a six o'clock lesson, I'll still give you to till 6:15. All right. Mm -hmm. Go up. I, I ring the doorbell. But nobody answers. I go back and I sit in my car and I just wait. And if they don't show up by six fifteen, I go back. I ring the doorbell one more time just to be safe. Mm-hmm. And nothing. I get in the car and I leave. Yep. And I say and and then they're like you know then I, I email them and I say you weren't home. This counts as a forfeited lesson. Okay. I've had families where they're home. And they don't answer the door. <laughs> and wow! I'm like, the really? That? That's never happened to me. I'm like, and, holy and, cow! And like the excuse that they'll give, like here's here's an excuse that I've heard was that, well, the kids were home, but we weren't, and we've instructed them not to answer the door. I mean, that's almost plausible. But, but at the like, same time, well, I want to okay, be like, but, I but they like, were expecting someone to exactly. come. Exactly. Right. How difficult is it with the technology that we have now? To, I don't know, look out the window and see who's there. I don't, I don't think that's asking a lot, you know? Is that Bill Shakespeare over exactly. there? Yeah. <laughs> who's that at the door? Oh, it's the sax teacher. We should probably let him in because otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm, let's face it, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a lesson thinking, you know what, I really want to rob these people. I really want to just ransack their entire house and take advantage of the situation if the parents are not home. I've, 
Just might seems, even take a couch. Exactly. Who, who takes a couch? Well, I take a couch. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. I just. I, I don't get it. I mean, we can. I mean, we can wax poetic about this stuff all the time for, for, mm-hmm. for hours. I mean, I've had I've had students call me when I'm on my way to their lesson to say that they forgot their instrument or mm-hmm. that they're sick, things like that. And you know what? It's kind of like you, you take a case by case. If it happens once in a blue moon, you're like, eh, whatever, you know. If the kid calls me and tells me, like, listen, I forgot my instrument and whatnot, I'm actually more apt to say, hey, no big deal. I'll see you next week. You know? Because because the parent probably told the child to make the call. Exactly. And even though my contract says, you know, it's less than 24 hours, mm-hmm. I'm on my way to your house, you know, this you're going to pay for this. The, the fact that... <laughs> The fact I said that's so sinister. Yeah. You're gonna pay for this. You know? The fact, but the fact that the 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 kid picked up the phone and and called is enough for me to be like, you know what? I, I can't, in all good conscience, you know, hold this against the kid. Yeah. If it's, you, if, you if do it's, have to take it case by case. Sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, a mother calling me last minute, no. You know, kid calling me last minute, that's different. Um, but you know what? Unfortunately, yeah. not to play devil's advocate. The parent put them up to it, right? No good deed goes unpunished. This is true. Because it, you feed, it's like feeding the geese. Right. You feed them yeah, once. Yeah, you give them, you give them a crumb. They're going to take right. a whole slice of bread. Right. <laughs> and pretty soon there's traffic. <laughs> yep. And I, and I, and I say this. You know, and here's the thing too. I think we have to have a little bit of common sense sometimes with this stuff. Where, like, I've got one family who they've got like four plus kids and you know they're all aged like 15 and younger so you got two parents one both were working full time running these kids around that's yeah. a lot you know like like trying to do, be the best parents that they can be and if they if the mom texts me you know 3 hours before the lesson and says listen I got to take my daughter to, you know, to, to the doctor. So, you know, she's not feeling well. You know, we got to cancel things like that. I'm more apt to be like, that's cool. You know, I get it. That's, you know, you, you have the decency to do that, and I understand. You know, if you got someone sick in the house, I don't want to show up, and right. you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, then you, this is this is a similar type of family where, when the summer comes, they stop calling, and they don't pick up the lessons again until the school year, and you know. As we just talked about with with this stuff, music is not something that you reserve for just the school year. It's not a requirement. You have the option of not playing music. (laughs) I mean, Gary Swabidison used to say this all the time to to, to the kids in our high school band. The former Hopewell... Valley yeah. Central High School who, band director. My teacher and your advisor when you were doing your student, student teaching, teaching yep. says, you don't have to be here. If you don't want to be in this band, get up and leave. No one's forcing you to be here. Right. And kids would just sulk like, no, I want to be here. <laughs> right. That's almost <laughs> yeah. like a, you know, it's almost like a, 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 I guess sort of a guilt trip, but it's it's better than yelling it's at the kids. It's a reality check guilt yeah. trip. Right. No yeah. one's making you be here. Right. If you don't want to be here, get out of my classroom. Yeah. Because I don't want you here if you don't want to be here. Right. You know, and, and you, you really hit the kid in the fields to say, yeah. like, no, listen, shape up. Right. You know? And and the same thing kind of goes here in that music is not something where if you're serious about it, you take the summer off. Now, 
Also, logically, wouldn't this summer be a better time? You have oh, more time. Absolutely. Right. More no, time. no, you're going you're on vacation yeah. to, uh, yep. to West. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's three weeks. Yeah. You know? right. And that's the thing, too. Listen, if you're really going on vacation for three weeks in the summer, take a three-week vacation. Right. But not a three-month vacation. Yeah. Have a fantastic time. <laughs> right, exactly. Take pictures. Send yeah. them to me. Yeah. Take me with you. <laughs> right. You know? It's right. in my contract. Exactly. It's in my contract. I'm going on vacation with you. But you know what's in my contract is... The no no, if they if they if they go with more than one month without a lesson, that's considered discontinued, mm. and they have to they have to repay give me eight it. lessons. Yeah. They have to repay it. They have to yeah. give the lessons notice. So if they take the summer off, no bueno. <laughs> Too bad. They have to they have to pay the piper. Yep. Right. You know what else I hate too with this stuff is when they want to try and squeeze a, a, a square peg into a round hole. So for example. I'll show up to a lesson, and the kid doesn't have his instrument. And the parent says, well, just teach him some, th- some theory today or something. Do something with him. You're basically telling me I have to musically babysit your kid for 30 yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. To, mm-hmm. to... And I was just like, no. I, I, I did it once. Now, now, I will say that sometimes I do take up the whole lesson teaching theory, mm-hmm. but that's because it's on my volition. Right. Yeah. You know, I say, because you need to know these notes, right. you need to know the theory yeah, behind that's it. That's different, though. Uh, but, but when the parent tells you what to do, right. uh-uh. That's no, not how no, it works. No, no, no. That's not how any of this works. You're going to get it one way. Right. right. <laughs> You're going to get it doing this and yeah. being that. I'm trying to think if there are any other lessons stories that uh, we all do another round. Oh. Yeah. I'll do the same thing. What did you have? I don't remember. Okay. The, 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 the pulp, the, the, the novel. The, the, yeah. the Lagunitas. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Just the beer on the side. The beer on the side. Yeah. yeah. No don't, lettuce, beer just, on the side. Just take the tap and pour it beside the glass, uh-huh. not in it. Yeah. And just give me an empty glass. Right. It's like that, that scene in Spaceballs where he, um, it's the Perrier. Yeah. You know, and he's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have another sneak box, please. Thank you. Do anything? I'm fine. I'm good for now? All right. Cool. Do you oh, want he's looking. Bill's no, looking. I just need. Look at the side of the beers oh, that are no. actually on, not the beers that have kicked. Or that, are, that haven't kicked. Look at that side. Oh. Oh, the coming up next. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is why this is why Phil doesn't doesn't allow Just, around kids. <laughs> I'm actually I am allowed around kids. Oh my god, oh, that's, that's cute. Quickly. Yeah, that is. Uh, don't bend the menu that's not oh, yours. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna go. With, is this gonna get edited out? I will. Ha- no, no, no. no, no. Out. We're not editing any of this out. Meanwhile, this she's Campbell. the one who's sitting here. <laughs> no, she's standing. No, of course. <laughs> you should get her a microphone and have her just blow That's it up. That's true. You want to join us? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be on public television? Television? This, television. <laughs> because this is actually a podcast. It's That's not public my, television. My John. Public television. <laughs> Wait a second. Did Sean Goff really just go, That's my John? I did. Okay. Little, yeah. Little white homeboy Sean Goff. <laughs> Black I'm sorry. inside. I'm sorry. Caucasian American. <laughs> No Can I try the um, the cherry hibiscus wheat? That sounds pretty manly, right? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like cider. So. Sounds pretty good. I don't know. It's a it's a beer. It's, a beer. <laughs> it's on the list. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other like lessons. Should scenarios. we go on to another yeah, the professional well, stuff? Real fast, maybe uh, you were saying um, how you're not litigious about your contract, right? right? Maybe that's another analogy, right? You know, sportsmanship works both ways. It's not a one-sided relationship. You know, uh-huh. we talk about this. I mean, we talk about this in sports all the time. It's that if you work with me, I'll work with you. As an umpire, okay. you know that better as than an, anyone. As, if, if, a, if a catcher or a manager or something like that, if they talk to me the right way, I'll talk to them the right way. And you know what? You might get more calls that way. You know, mm-hmm. if I if I, if there's a borderline pitch that that I don't that I call a ball. And maybe I'm hearing a little something from like the stands or something like that. And I might say to the catcher, like, where'd you have that? Did you, was that a close pitch? Mm-hmm. And he might say, no, that was, that was a complete ball. Don't worry about it. You know what I might say? I kind of thought it was a strike. I say, and I'll say, okay, I'll take a better look at it. I'll see if I can, I'll see if I, if I like if it. If you see that time. same pitch. Let me see if I can grab that, okay? Mm-hmm. It, now, if he turns around and looks at me like, how, how did you miss that? Well, then guess what? I'm going to keep missing it. <laughs> right. You know? Stop putting me on the defensive. You know, and and just let me do my job. Right. It's the same thing here. If a parent or a student works with me mm-hmm. and says, "Listen, you know, I got to reschedule this lesson. I can't be there today. Can you do tomorrow at this time?" Yeah, fine, right. okay. You know, it's 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 that initiative, and I think that's the other thing too that we talk about in music. You know, we talk about all these things about how people take the summers off and they don't treat us the, the way that we would want to be treated and whatnot. If a, if a student or a parent or a family shows initiative, where they're interested, they want to do the right thing and whatnot, it's so much easier to work with them. It's so much easier, if, you know, if a parent says, "Hey, listen, you know, uh, my kid's stuck in school. Can you come over two hours later instead?" I'll be like, "Yeah, fine. No, no, not a problem. You know." You know what? You know, you we we never really touched upon the auditions aspect of this. Uh oh. Um, Isn't that because, on the? Uh, yeah, that's on the list. Uh, oh yeah, it is. You talked about. Why don't we start with, with you, Jack? Right. When you were auditioning that tenor sax for yeah. your jazz band. So this is a great story. Yeah, so so we I think we've talked about this a little bit in a previous episode about music and sportsmanship, but this bears repeating. You know, you get into a scenario where auditions are required for entrance into ensembles. And this is specifically at the scholastic level. You know, high schools do this. Um, colleges certainly do this. And in the professional world, it, it's involved oh, as well. Okay? I mean, it's the equivalent of a tryout in a sport. Okay? Um, I, I hate the idea of having to cut people. I hate the, the idea of putting people... In a, in, you know, in a position where you know I've got one spot and I got two kids, you know, and they both deserve it. You know, th- those those types of situations are just terrible, and I don't want to be in those positions. Um, but sometimes the, the decisions make themselves. And uh, in this particular story, I had two jazz ensembles, and I had a I had a saxophonist. Thank you, dear. I had a saxophonist try out. Thank you. That's a sample. Oh. Yeah, it's a you sample. Said you, wanted, you said try. Yeah. Oh, it, drink I? it, and if you like it, she'll get you a real one. <laughs> I was like, well, this is a little smaller than I thought it was. <laughs> That's also the title of my upcoming autobiography. How is it, Phil? Yeah, it's pretty good. You going to do one? I'll do it. All right. He wants the real thing. He's a real boy now. <laughs> He's a big boy now. <laughs> 
So anyway, so I had this. I have two Thank jazz you. ensembles that I got to fill. Thank you. And I got a tenor sax player, and she's auditioning, and I think she was a freshman at the time. And she just her audition wasn't very good. I mean, I knew how she, I knew that she knew how to play the instrument, and and whatnot. But her audition was just not cutting it for the top band. So I put her in the bottom band. I put her in the second band. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I didn't cut her. I just you know, I put I put her there. You know, kind of like a, like a, like a lab band, like a JV band. And yeah. she's got and those are great years. Those are a lot of fun. To, you know, to to experience this stuff. You know. Yeah. And 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 that's my theory with a lot of this is that, you know. If you're a senior, if you're at the end of your tenure of something and whatnot, I'm going to go out of my way to try and put you in the varsity, mm-hmm. okay? And and just and to put you in a prominent role. I've always felt that way. I felt that way about high school sports and whatnot. You know, if I got seniors trying out, not only am I going to try and put them on the varsity, but I want them to start. I want them to play. I want them to have an important role. I'm not going to bench them for underclassmen, even if the underclassmen are better, yeah. because I know that. In this scenario, the kid, this memory means more to the kid than than the the, the team victory. Yeah. You know, and I obviously I want the team to succeed. I want the best nine players out there. It's not about it's you know it's not about the individual. It's about the team. But I also recognize that the the memory that these kids take with them means a lot more than any plaque I can hang on my wall or any trophy yeah. I can add to my case. So I put the girl. In the lower band, thinking she's a freshman, she's just starting out. I don't think this is going to hurt her too much. And she comes back and she's upset and she goes, "Really, I'm not good enough for the top band? I really thought I was good." Blah 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 blah. You know, and and she wasn't saying it in a malicious way. She wasn't saying it like, "How dare you do this to me?" Um, she was honestly. She surprised. was genuinely questioning. She, exactly. Yeah. And, and and that's fair. Exactly. And I said, "Well, listen. You know, I heard a lot of auditions." You know, I, I, I put people in the position that I thought they would best succeed at this particular level. Um, that being said, if you, if you really feel that you're, that you're better than your audition was, I, I get that. We've all bombed auditions before. We've oh. all had bad days. We've all had oh, bad yeah. gigs. We've all had bad auditions, okay? I said, I'm, I'm not past saying, you know, come in and audition again. I'll hear it again. If you and I say, listen, if you come in and you blow me away in this next audition, yeah, maybe I'll change my mind. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make a different decision. As you guys are all looking at me like I'm a, I'm a horrible human being. This podcast is rated M for immature. Um, you know, but but I but then I said to her, if 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 I hear the audition and I don't think it's it's any better, you got to trust me on this. Yeah. Okay. And, and, I, and I, again, I worded it in a way to say, again, I empathize, okay? And you know what she said? She goes, you know what, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm, ah, I, I yeah. need another... So, mutual I, I need a, so she was respecting more, your time. A little bit more seasoning. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? And, and you know what? She got better. She got a lot better. And, and although I don't think she ever made it to the top band, because I think she started to do other things, um, I know that her experience was well worth it. Yeah. And I know that she she was thankful for that kind of thing. See, and that's a good example of that's an example good of good mindset. sportsmanship. Yeah, yeah. I have an example of bad sportsmanship. Um, when I was in high school, oh, I was volunteering the, for. I love this story. I was volunteering for orchestra regionals, in North Jersey. And um, there's a term for 
super Asian moms that are very strict on their kids. Right. What would that be? And it would be Tiger Mom. Right. Wasn't there a book about this? There is. Mm-hmm. And but this isn't meant to be racist. It's not meant to be. It's by it's, one of the moms. Exactly. It's a, it's right. Calling it like we see it, really. Right. Well, as and an umpire. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working with a friend of mine who's, who's Asian and uh, Chinese, and these two moms start kind of bickering back and forth of two kids, two separate kids. And they start getting heat. It starts getting heated. And um, so I said to my friend, what are, what are they saying? Well, oh, my son's going to Yale. What's, where's your son going? And this is all in Chinese? Yeah. Wow, and I'm okay. like, are you kidding me? And they're like, well, my son made regionals last year. And they were both seniors and they were bickering. And it started out as playful, but then they started getting in each other's faces. Wow. These are parents, That's- right? These are, par- these are adults. And it got to a point where myself and one of the teachers had to separate the two parents because they were making a scene in the cafeteria where all the kids were auditioning. It's insane, yeah. this mentality of these... I mean, region auditions in northern New Jersey, I've been a part of it, on the band side of it. Um, I didn't make it till I was a senior in high school. Um, I auditioned every year. And um, it's com- it's competitive. Yeah. It's really, really competitive. Um, but this isn't helping the two parents because no, right. other kids were seeing this and were like, "Yeah, that's not that's a bad example to be setting for other kids." And it was embarrassing for the two kids. Yeah, the kids didn't want to. The be kids a part were just it. like, "Oh my god, please just let me yeah. warm up. Yeah, let me practice." They and you know they just they just walked away. They did the right thing. Right. They just practiced. And they were friends. The kids were friends, and that's the thing that hurts the most, you know. Um, because like who a bad kn- I Love Lucy episode? You know? <laughs> yeah, because like, who Lucy knows? Are start right? fighting. Because who knows what happens after, right? What if they say you can't hang out with him anymore? Because that's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you can't. It's like the Capulets and the Montagues. Right. You know, you, you. No, no, you can't. You know, you can't. You can't be together. Um, all because of this macho mentality mm-hmm. of my kid is better. Um, yeah. I've had other kids, there was other situations where kids have stolen music from in band, band wow. auditions, or, or this trumpet player would blow in someone's ear really loud oh, right before they had to audition. Really? Yeah. <laughs> These these are kids. Like these are these are like high school kids. Or someone would write different articulations in someone's music oh or God. scribble like really just insidious horrible things. And this I think relates closest to the whole sportsmanship <clears throat> thing because this is when you're dealing with a competition, this is a sport. I mean you're 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 pretty close to being a sport here. And I know we've but, talked about this before, but I mean this whole thing is just not healthy. It's not No. It's not I mean the idea of these region bands, these things like that, I mean, how much good are they actually doing? You know, mm-hmm. you've, you've told me stories before about how the audition process is ridiculous anyway. Right. And I, and I oh, just, it's insane. You know, I just feel like it's like, like a college audition. Listen, I've had I've had parents come to me, some of my private students, and ask about whether or not they sh- their kids should be interested in any of these region or all state type of ensembles and whatnot. And I I literally just said, listen, you got to understand one thing. This is more about politics 
and and the ridiculousness of of the title mm-hmm. and the honor than it is about the musical experience for the kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you you guys are not defined by whether or not your kid plays in region band. Exactly. Um, I never, in my throughout all of middle school and high school, I never once auditioned for a region or an all-state band or jazz mm-hmm. band. And I was just like, this this is not who I am. Mm-hmm. This is not, I'm not going to play really this. That's a really good point. I'm you not just want to play. play. I just want to play music. Just like I want to play baseball. Right. When I, you know, I just want to mm-hmm. do these things. Right. Um, or what I'll say to my students who want to audition, I say, well, understand where you're, what you're getting yourself into. Right. You can do it if you really want to and you want to strive to be better. That's one thing. Right. But expect there to be a process to this. Yeah. Expect there, you know, expect to be disappointed because right. you're dealing with kids who practice for five, six hours a day. Because and they do, have to and rather do, than because they want to. Right. And do nothing mm-hmm. else. And, you know, these kids do music and nothing else. Nothing else. I mean, they... I mean, they're inside all the time practicing. And, you know, if you're going to go to school for music, I can kind of see why you're going to do it, because maybe it'll prep you for a college audition. Yeah. Maybe it's a way... But, but well, some even, of these bands, I'm sure, are very good. I mean, yeah, but they are. Then, as, you know, as, as people who are in the collegiate environment, I still wouldn't want my students to come in that ridiculously wound that's yeah. true this stuff I right. want I want my college students I want them to be serious about music I want them to understand what it takes to be a good musician right but I want them to be human right. I want right. them to have experience I want them to have likes and dislikes and have yeah. a couple of opinions and be able to <laughs> laugh or even about where you're sitting within a group right exactly. like if you if you don't if you're arguing about not getting first chair but your second chair right and I've never been first chair in high school I've always been second and um, my band directors told me um, he's like it's not about where you're sitting right. it's about how you're contributing to the group right if you where you sit matters more than the overall success of the group you're yeah. doing it for the wrong reason yeah. and that's kind of one of the biggest lessons I learned with regard to auditions and general seating auditions is that you should just enjoy being a part of it right because I mean, ostensibly they're placing you where they think you will like you were saying well where you're going to excel the most yeah. yep like <laughs> they're they're doing a job mm-hmm. like not everybody is going to be going to be first chair right. and you know I, what you were just saying about um about uh, not letting it define you or whatever like it's really true because and i i think a lot of it only comes from just experience and then and like growing up but you do realize like i mean i, I just i'm just thinking about myself you know i grew up like i played classical music and i wasn't insane about it but um that was kind of like my thing you know right. but then you grow up and you find and you find other interests and my interests are within music but recording sound design all that kind of stuff and and there's like there is so much there there is so much to explore and and do and even when you're talking about outside of music just having other interests and being a 
a well-rounded person. Just being a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know? right, right. It's not just about playing. It's right. not, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, I don't think that we as a society have properly defined a lot of this stuff yet. You know, because I think it's a pendulum that continues to, to swing back and forth sometimes. Right. You know, we swing from the you have to do this, it's a cutthroat thing, you have to dedicate mm-hmm. yourself to this, to to the everybody gets a trophy, it's okay. And there's no, and it's, it's not either. It's yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. You know, not, and we talk about this in OSIP all the time about, about sportsmanship and whatnot. Competition exists, okay? We're not all about everyone gets a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. There are winners and there are losers. Right. It's more about how you respond to that. It's about accepting that and realizing that life goes on and that you can't be wishing ill upon the people who don't agree with you mm-hmm. or who may have disappointed you or anything like that. You can be angry. You can be frustrated. You can be upset. Dis- yeah, that's like, natural. That's all natural. Right. But to, to express it in a proper way that, that doesn't... Inf- you know, inflict pain on another person. Mm-hmm. You know, or or to be, you know, li- I mean, listen, we're immature people. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. This podcast is rated M for <laughs> I'm immature. Surprised it hasn't yeah. devolved more. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is that I think that this playful immaturity. Is, oh, it will is nothing compared to the immaturity that we've been discussing with some of these oh, yeah. these, these situations, you know? And there are more stories, but I feel like we'll be here till 1 in the morning. No, yeah. they, I mean, um, last call's not till 12.45. So okay. Gonna, <laughs> so why not? You know? um, but, I mean, I mean we could, these, I'm trying to think of some other stories about auditions and, and just, you know... Well, you got me thinking about regional bands being like a prep for college auditions, but should regional bands only be for kids going to conservatories, you know, I mean, it doesn't seem like that yeah. should be. I the think criteria, that's the problem you know? because you know that's a good point because a lot of them are geared towards people like that, and maybe and that's good, but it should be stated then, not but, like uh, right. and, or there should be different levels of regional different bands. levels of regions. Yeah. I mean, I know there are junior whatever, regionals, yeah. okay, but that's even better. Yeah. They're, they're for seventh, for seventh and eighth grade, but that's age um, as opposed to as, as opposed yeah. to yeah. skill level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think there should be multiple levels um, because there's a lot to be learned from um, being involved in an ensemble of kids who are not from your school. You know, you're, you're, Absolutely. you're you yeah. know, you're expanding different cultures. You're, you're meeting right. You're meeting other people from surrounding communities. What better way to immerse yourself <laughs> right in in that experience? And hopefully, these um, kids are a little more serious than maybe just the average person joining a choir or whatever. Right. You know? Like so, that's good. A lot of colleges actually, as a result, mm-hmm. do honors band mm-hmm. where they have, like I know TCNJ, where I my alma mater, does um, local area high schools where you can. The teacher recommends you, even if you're not, you know, a virtuoso. Mm-hmm. You have the heart for it. Right. They'll put you in the band. There you go. And that's what I think. That's really important. Yeah. Um, it's really about the mentality that you bring to it. It's the energy you bring to it. You don't have to be a virtuoso. You just need to be active and engaged. Yeah. You know what's funny is that, and this kind of connects the audition process to the practicing and then the lessons process and whatnot. I can just I can speak from my own personal experience where it's all a lot of it is about and it sounds cliche, but it's about how you treat people, it's how you interact with people. I can think of numerous times in my collegiate experience as a student where had my superiors like met me 
at the level where I think I was. You know, like like try like rather than like be that that overbearing, controlling um, authority figure. You know, saying you have to do this, you have to do that, et cetera, et cetera. Where they were more along the lines of, well, let's 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 start the dialogue. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's let me see what where your strengths and weaknesses are and what we can do. You know, let's work together. That's where you begin to see the growth of a uh, you know of a real human being, an adult. You know, maybe you don't have that same leeway. In in high school, you know, because in high school, middle school, you know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a different thing, you know. It's you have to learn your fundamentals, you know. (laughs) It's it's just, um, but but in college, you know, like that's, you know, you hear the stories about how, um, you know, like the 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 professor who who uh, you know has the students over for a beer or two once they're twenty one, you know, and you really you really connect with them and whatnot. Obviously, you're not going to have a 19-year-old over for drinks. Right. But, but you know... You're not? No. Well, I mean, well, you might. I don't know, what, I don't know what, what you're up to. But, you know, but um, you know, I think that you, know, you, you can still find an equivalent to that. You know, you yeah. can still find a, you know, let's have lunch. Let's, you know, let's, right. let's sit down and, and, and chat about this stuff, you know. Um, well, music is a personal experience, exactly. right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of different from other subjects. I mean, it's, it is an art, right? You are communicating, you are teaching someone how to express themselves. Right. There's going, the connection between teacher and student can't be denied on that Absolutely. personal level. Right. There has to be a personal connection. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people... May say that and say, "No, you're here just to do a job, and you need to be." You work for me, right? No, no, exactly. No, no, we're working for each other. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, that's the whole point. One quick thing, um, you know, about the whole mentality, seating, um, you know, that whole elitist thing. We were in a. I was playing clarinet for the concert. Well, that's your first mistake. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, I know. My senior year, and um, someone who I forget it was a, like a, a college, a TCNJ graduate. I can't remember who it was, but they were really good, and they they were um, they were teaching in the area. Came to visit to sit in, and um, everyone knew who that person was. So they all slid down a chair and kept first chair open for him. And he was like, "No, no, no, no! Stay where you are. I'll sit in the end. I'll sit in the. I'll sit. I'll sit last chair." Yeah. And he sat next to the last person, professional musician, and it kind of goes to show you that you're kind of embracing your roots. Right. That everyone has to start somewhere. And what does it matter where you sit? Right. I mean. <laughs> but he made a good point. But yeah. he, I don't think he was even trying to make a point. Right. He just said, "I'll sit in the back." Yeah. Yeah, I'm not grand genuine. Yeah. I'm not grandstanding. We're doing I'm just, this together. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm part of the ensemble. There's no yeah. like a humble brag, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no soloist, right? This is not an ensemble of soloists. This is an ensemble of connecting musicians. Yeah. You know. You know what that's kind of like. Um, you ever watch Old Timers Day at Yankee Stadium? Yeah. Okay. You watch these guys come back and play the Old Timers game, and you just start seeing people. In positions where you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Why, why is Don Mattingly playing left field? Why is 
you know? Why is Hideki Matsui pitching, you know? But they realize that it's about the experience, it's about the camaraderie, it's about giving the fans that opportunity to watch us play the game again mm -hmm. that, you know, that goes well beyond the fact that, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Paul O'Neill, so I only play right field. Now, right. now maybe maybe the maybe Yankee fans love to watch Paul O'Neill in right field because that's what he meant to the team. But Paul O'Neill's like, like, if I'm not playing right field, I'm not playing. You know, right. and he could be destroying the Gatorade thing well, in the dugout too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we I mean, we have plenty of material regarding Paul O'Neill in plenty of scenarios, but I um, you know. Including when he was on Seinfeld, that, that's, you know, <laughs> two home runs, no, three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's only the only time that the only time that that really makes a difference is like with catchers. Mm -hmm. You know, like John Flaherty knows I got to catch. You know, mm -hmm. period. You know, it's a, it's kind of like in, in music, it's like a Barry Sachs player. You know, if I if I if I was because you catch because I and catch you... and play Barry Sachs, <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, how, con you know? how convenient! Yeah. But if I was in that situation, president of the OSIP Foundation, everyone, hey, don't you forget. <laughs> but if I'm in that situation, like where you said the clarinet player who's the professional mm -hmm. comes back, you know, yeah, I'm, I have my Barry Sachs with me, and I'm just going to sit next to the other Barry Sachs player. Right. You know, that because that's what I have. It's not like I'm going to sit next to the alto player and say right. I'm playing your part. Right. I'm a pro. Exactly. An octave higher. No. <laughs> I'm playing the lowest part, man. You know, it's E flat, of course. <laughs> you know what that makes me think of? Not um, this is sort of related. Is um, uh, a few years ago I saw Elton John um, in concert, and it just struck me like not that they were playing <laughs> playing different instruments or anything. They were all they were all playing their thing, but. Like, here was a group of guys who, who've played together for, like, decades, literally. And they were just having fun doing it. And, and like, they were a group. I mean, they, they, as a group, all contributed and weren't... You know, they, they just... Music is a language. So they were all contributing what they needed to, to to get this song across to the people who are listening to them. And the people loved it, right. you know? like that, mm -hmm. And that's... It wasn't like, I'm Elton John, yeah, the exactly, rest of you are exactly. garbage. I, I mean, it's just, it, they were all working as a group, as, as, they, as they should be. I mean, there's, you know, I guess there's a place for virtuoso kind of stuff, of course, but... Um, but people know they're coming to see Elton John, not his backup singers. You know, and yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. I think people re realize that, you know, or and I'm sure Elton John realizes that. Mm -hmm. But he mm -hmm. realizes it in a way that says, "But that backup singer still has an important role." Yeah, to play. exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Elton John, and yeah, okay, and people are here to see me. I get it. I get it. that's cool. All right, but but every one of these people who's with me, yeah, I can't do it without them. No. You know, so so I'm going to do it in a way that that honors that. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. And it's almost like they're communicating with each other too. Right. Like you the know, audience doesn't even matter. Right. The audience doesn't matter. Yeah. They're just yeah. having fun, yeah. and it, they're treating it as a small gig. Right. Yeah. You know, and that almost makes it more relaxing. I wish I got paid that much for a small gig. I right. know, my Which goodness. is, I think, a great. I think nice it's transition. a great. Well, that's all the time we have for the first of these three episodes on sportsmanship and the music business. Join us next time as we begin to discuss sportsmanship and the world of gigging and the professionalism 
of that world within the music business. As always, join us online at osipfoundation.org. Email is podcast at osipfoundation.org. The uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash osipfoundation. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. So from all of us here at How You Play the Game and the OSA Foundation, until we speak to you next time, please remember, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSA Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osafoundation.org.